campers. Have no fear, happy campers is here. It's a summer camp themed podcast where we reminisce about the stuff that we missed, about the best summers we ever had. And there will be reflection and lots of introspection and a great selection of guests that will stop by. So grab a glass of bug juice, relax, and say hi to both your hosts. We're Julie and Sammy, your podcast family. We're going to start the show. Hey, happy campers. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm Julia. I'm Sammy. And this week, our topic is about finding a camp for your kid. Yes. Figuring out what's right for you, what's right for your kid, and then shipping them off. How you can go about figuring all of that stuff out. Yeah. And there's so many options in this day and age. So we brought on an expert. Some experts. Yeah. An expert and someone who just went through it, thus She's now an expert. Yeah. So uh, we never went through the experience of looking at camps and shopping for camps. But it's camps. a whole thing. People it's a, it's watch a big videos. Thing. They go on tours of camps. They yeah. It's basically like applying for know. college, but for camp. Yeah. So, you know, what you do at 17, you're doing at seven. Yeah. So we talked to Julie Belgard, who just went through this experience because she also went to Walden all girls camp and she has a son who's nine years old. And so she wanted to find a camp for him. And then also we talked to Lauren Nearpass, who owns a company called summer three, six, five, three, six, five, three, six, five, who they basically are camp brokers. I guess we would call them camp counts, college counselors. They are consultants. That's really what they are. They are yeah. camp consultants. And they... We also learned that their service is like free it's for free. parents to use. Yeah. So you look them up, summer365.com. And... It's really cool. And they have so much good material. They do. And, and Lauren's so sweet. She was great. And I bet her mom's fantastic. We just didn't meet her. We didn't meet her. But Lauren was great. And uh, they will help you through the process of narrowing down what you're looking for and finding the right camp for your kid. Um, so yeah, enjoy. And if you're looking for a camp, best of luck. Hit them up. <laughs> hey, welcome back. We're here with very special guest, Lauren Nearpass. Hey, Lauren, how's it going? Hello, ladies. Thanks for having me. Oh, thanks for showing up. Yeah. yeah. So Lauren owns this company. Company? Yeah. Called it's Summer 365. Free company. <laughs> called Summer 365 that I read about in my high school alumni magazine, which is the most useful that magazine has ever been. Ever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like... Oh, Lauren's not going to remember who I am because I was a freshman and she was she was a senior. But I did. And she was super Surprised cool her. and I was like, Ugh. so I sent her an email and she was super into it to come on the podcast and now she's here and she's going to talk to us about finding a camp. Yep. Okay. So we have some questions. Um can you tell us a little bit about yourself first? Like where did you go to camp? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm a life long camper myself. I went for 12 years, nine spent as a camper, three as a counselor. Camp is definitely in my blood, best friends with all my camp friends now. So I'm the biggest believer in camp. Awesome. And what made you want to start your company? You're, you were business partners with your mom. Yep. How did this whole thing come about? Lay the scene. All right. I'll <laughs> break it down for you. So we've been in business now for five years. So my, my partner is my mom, Susan, and she's been in this industry, this really interesting small niche industry of being a summer camp 
and program um, consultant to families. We were here as a resource to them. So she'd been doing this for 16 years prior to us starting our own business. And so this little industry has been around for probably 40 years now. And we kind of formed Summer 365. We wanted to reimagine it for modern day families and parents and we're really here as an advisor to them. We work one-on-one to really help them navigate the camp search process. So there's obviously no shortage of information online, on Google. Ask every friend, family, stranger, and everyone will have an opinion on the best camps and programs out there. But we partner with families or true believers that there are the right sleepaway camps and programs for every child. Um, so we really help them figure out what's going to align best for you know what their child is looking for and what they're looking for. So you already knew that there would be kind of a market for this when you yes, started absolutely. It. There, okay. I mean, parents. I think when it comes to making decisions about their children, parents really want you know outside expert advice um, and someone to help them drill it down and make it you know easy and and not. It could be very overwhelming to this is a big decision, right? You yeah. guys went to camp for <laughs> so many years. It's a big emotional and financial investment, and people want to make the right decision. Uh, it just occurred to me that you're basically like a college counselor for Pretty camps. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like a real estate agent, like a travel agent, like an educational consultant, but for camps. So I, I eat, sleep, and breathe camp all day long. So it's good stuff. That's so In terms of your mom, what's different in terms of like what she was doing for those 16 years and now what she does with this yeah. having a company and working with you? Yeah, so when we started this five years ago, we started our own company. We wanted to really do business and speak to moms and families of the, you know, of the 21st century. So we didn't reinvent the wheel at the end of the day. We are, it's about working one-on-one with parents and really guiding them. But in terms of our marketing, our social media, how we interact with parents who, you know, moms who are about smartphones and consuming com- content, you know, pretty avidly, you know, we, I think we just cater to the 21st century mom and family right now and understand their needs and wants and what they're looking for. Cool. Um, so what's, how do you do it? What's the process? Sure, yeah. So um, We find you, you find us. Yeah, so it's a little bit of both. I mean, I think we're pretty blessed. We And so we have a team of advisors. So, you know, my mom and I are joined by many other women in different markets who we, you know, train. They're called counselors. They're called counselors. <laughs> Your summer 365 counselor. Um, and so we're, we're really here from start to finish to help parents make an educated decision. So a lot of... We have tons of amazing word of mouth. People just find us from, you know, our other clients. But, of course, people are finding us online and on Google. And we've done, we've been, we've had some TV stuff, some some articles. And so people um, have found us. But we usually start, kick off the process with a phone call. And most of our business takes place on the phone, but sometimes in-person meetings, video chats. Um, but we start with an initial drill down talking to families and really doing an immersion on who they are, what they're looking for, what they're all about. So we want to know when we're talking to parents, you know, what all the kind of basic criteria they have when they're they're thinking about camp, location, single sex or co-ed, how session length, location, do you want to go driving distance? Are you willing to, you know, hop on a plane and and you know, really the whole criteria. We also take a really holistic approach to thinking about camp. So it's not creating one success for one summer for one child. Are there siblings in the picture? You know, what's long term? So you maybe you want to put a toe in the water and try out camp for a couple of weeks? Are you open to doing the full session in the future? So we really try and get to know the family, what their values are, what they're looking for. Socially, what's you know the dynamic of their child? Are they obsessed with sports? Are they more creative? Are you looking for something really well-rounded, et cetera? So we- Do you talk of, to the kids? 
we sometimes talk to the kids. We really, uh, we, I find it very helpful to talk to the kids. I think sometimes it helps paint a better There's picture. Like a sometimes you have to between, read in between yeah. the lines, yeah. Yeah, between like, what parents exactly are saying. my kid. And I meet them and like, <laughs> so, what? <yeah>. Exactly, <laughs> right. So just to kind of see with your own eyes. So a lot of times we will do in-person meetings or video chats just to, and get the child in, involved in the process, right. which I think is really important as I'm sure we'll talk about later um, or what might come up. Um, there's so much anxiety parents and kids have, and more often parents are not about sending their kids away to camp. So I think getting them involved in the process, going through this process, I think can be cathartic for parents just yeah. to kind of talk through some of these anxieties and yeah. And so you only match kids with overnight camps, but also you do like teen programs yes, yes. and... So Exactly. Teen tours and that kind of stuff. Yeah, we do overnight programs for 7 to 18-year-olds. So in addition to traditional sleepaway camps, we do specialty camps as well as teen tours, community service programs, language immersion, um, academic and enrichment programs, and really everything under the sun. And there are such crazy experiences offered for kids now all over the world. Do you ever have parents that come to you that are like, my kid just finished at camp and now we want something... All the time, something yeah. as good as yeah, some, you know they're right, yeah. they're having camp sickness and what's going to be as yeah. as good for them. And a lot of campers will travel with camp friends and you know find a new experience that will be almost or just as good <laughs> as their camp experience. Where do you fall to- in regards to thinking that it's a good idea to go with people that you know with or going alone on these programs? I think on the, I mean, I'm always a fan of if. If you're open to going solo, I think it just keeps yourself open to an incredible experience and meeting new people. I think going with a friend or two, you know, I understand that. I would I would have wanted to travel with my camp friends. And, um, you know, I think as long as you're just open and you're not going to close yourself off, I think it's, it's totally fine to be with a familiar face, you know. Um, do you ever have a scenario where, like, you're looking at pants camps with a family and like one parent really wants a kid to go to one camp and the kid wants to go to a different camp and then there's like a reconciliation that has to happen. Yeah, I think that kind of happens in a a couple different ways just when there's a disconnect between what people want. I always advise parents when they're starting the process. I said, you know, it's great to get your child involved, but do so with a grain of salt. I've watched videos with kids before. I've been on tours with kids. If they see a puppy or it's Harry Potter day at camp or some random arbitrary (laughs) fact that just just kind of like hooks them in, they'll get laser focused on wanting to go to that camp. So I always say you have to be the key driver in the decision, knowing what your child into and what they like but at the end of the day you have to make the decision oftentimes you'll have two parents and either one went to co-ed and one went to all boys or they went to different camps and they you know want to send their kids to that camp or you know a couple where one went to camp and one didn't and so the one who didn't is so closed off to to camp so there's a lot of therapy I'm doing during during this process it's like such a weird thing because it's like parents are so weird about sending their kids away right and there's probably a lot of you said it before there's a lot of anxiety around it it. and then you're just kind of like navigating pretty much through it Mm -hmm. being like Mm -hmm. it's gonna be fine everything will be okay um so wait I had another question I forgot what it was you got I got it um (laughs) so when you started getting involved in this and you were like okay I know my camp experience I know you know what my friends went through you know know, I've heard about camps um how did you educate yourself on all the different programs that are out there and kind of what was your oh, reaction was kind of to well, like relationship oh, with the camps? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> so we partner directly with the camps. We have a really wide network of hundreds of camps and programs that we work with. As it relates to camps, I spend my summers visiting 
all these camps. So oh I don't see, we don't see every camp we work with every summer, but we see them every few summers. We're yeah. always in touch with directors during the year. We know the latest and greatest. So we see, you know, we meet with the directors in persons, person. We go uh, and visit the facilities. And most importantly, beyond seeing the facilities and getting kind of a feel of the lay of the land is seeing the campers there because there's no better way to get a feel for a camp's culture and philosophy and the kind of kids that go there but than by seeing it in person. So believe it or not, so it's February right now. I, I, I'm working with families right now who are still signing their kids up for 2017. What's but the deadline usually on these things, March? Just what the when the availability is. But people right now uh, this doesn't happen everywhere, are looking for 2018 already. People start Whoa. the process now, especially in the New York and the New York tri-state market. Um, oh, yes. People start looking now. <laughs> like um, with a, like a seven or eight-year-old kid that correct. will go. The, that will go the following. When they're nine. Exactly. And Whoa. so people look now so they can do their research and tour camps the summer before they plan on sending their kids. That similar to the college process. That is and so, so it's similar. Sep- just 10 years before. And it sounds intense, but at the same time, I think it's it's a really smart thing to do and a really integral part of the process because I've had, you can look at websites and you can watch videos and we can talk about it all day long and you can meet directors until you go there and kind of see it in action. So many people walk away, they just have that gut feeling. They're like, that's my place. Yeah, Those yeah. are my people. This is my place. And I see my child here. It also helps the kid kind of know, you know, especially a young kid know for like 12, you know, 18 months beforehand, oh, in a couple, you know, a year from now, I'll be at camp, and you can start, like, envisioning that first, like, hey, honey, your bags are packed, you're, like, And kids are such a That was basically the way that my parents told me they were going to camp. That'd be (laughs) extremely upsetting to me. And plenty of people don't visit in person. It's certainly not, you know, a prerequisite, but kids are so visual, so I think going there and seeing where they're going to eat and where they're going to sleep and what they're going to do, you know, really does help kind of get them And seeing that there's other kids there, and they're not being sent off alone. And I would say most commonly, kids start camp at eight and nine, even 10, some go at seven. But I am working with so many families who kids just starting middle school at 11, 12, 13 are sending their kids to camp for the first time. And there are camps for them. So I think that there's so many camps out there. They come in all shapes and sizes that even if you're older child who's never been to camp, there's, there's camps for you. Uh, I was going to ask, is are all most of your clients first time campers or is it a lot of like kids who went to a camp didn't like it and now are looking I for would, a new camp. Yeah, that's a good question. I would say the majority are first-time campers, but I we definitely there is a portion of that population who are switching camp from one camp to another because, you know, I always say to a family, you choose a camp for all the right reasons. You want a camp that checks most of your boxes or the pieces of the puzzle fit together, but there's always a certain X factor when you go to camp who's going to be in your bunk and who are your counselors, and sometimes you don't... It, doesn't, doesn't fit together that first right. time. And so I think you ideally hope that your child had a positive or successful enough experience that they're willing to try it again. Right. Yeah. Like they like the concept of camp. Yeah, just exactly. Not and they like camp. the activities, but right. maybe the social dynamic wasn't spot on. Um, okay. So what are like the biggest mistakes that parents make when they are shopping for camps? Mm-hmm. The biggest mistakes. Um, you know, and I, I guess even using my clients and families I've worked with who are switching, you know, I think sometimes uh, placing too much value on the aesthetics of camp and kind of what the facilities look like. I think in retrospect, most would say who, you know, yes, if you're paying a certain amount, you want it to look a certain way, but at the end of the day, you want it to be a social fit. You want camp, I think, to be an extension of who you are as a family and the values you have. And so I think parents would say, 
I don't even care about if it has this activity or this facility. It's about it's socially being the right fit. So kind of placing. Shout out to Walden. Right. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. And Walden's incredible. It's an amazing place. Um, what other pitfalls? I think, you know, um, either not thinking about siblings together or thinking about siblings together. I think you have to understand kind of what your goal is because I think if there are siblings who are so opposite night and day, sometimes parents want a place that's good for both of them, but sometimes the better, the reality is uh, separate camps would be a better option. So not necessarily pigeonholing both kids into one camp if Mm -hmm. it's really not a good fit for both of them. Um, And then I think a camp that's going to have long-term you know, place where they can have long-term success. I think a lot of parents, the first, I think we all went to camp for the full summer. We went eight weeks when we went to camp and we couldn't probably never imagine going to camp for one single day less. And a lot of parents now, you know, I'd say one of the trends in camping is that session camps, camps that offer flexibility, whether it's you go for a half summer or a full summer or shorter session increments, parents want to kind of test the waters out first because they have this anxiety of sending their, their kids away. So their kids are make, like, whatever, mom, right, bye. Yeah. Right, bye. <laughs> Once they're there, like, they never look back. So a camp that your child can, can grow with, if you ultimately want your child to be able to go the full summer, you want a camp that offers you those options. So I think not thinking about kind of the long-term goal with your child right. can be a pitfall. You were talking a little before we started recording about how you don't like it when parents give kids the option to yeah. leave. Or yeah. I've seen a bunch, especially when I was a counselor, I saw this was like parents would plan like super fun family vacations right, during the him. last two weeks of camp. And so the kid like had to leave or yeah. had to, yeah. or like had to make a choice between like right. going to Hawaii with their family or staying at camp. So do yeah, you wanna... I think striking the I'll pick you up deal is always, always, always a bad idea. I think, um, you know, a child success at camp, you know, I think it starts from before they, they leave and it really is instilling confidence in their ability to go and do well. And I think, so right now I'm even talking to families who have signed up for this summer and, using these couple months before camp, you need to kind of get mentally uh, prepare for being away from home for the first time. I think pretty, there are studies that say 97% of kids get homesick before they, when they go to camp. And so it's almost, it's kind of weird if you don't get homesick. So I think it's parents learning how to cope with what that will look like and, um, you know, talking to their kids about it. Um, but I think you don't want to go in with the attention of, if, if it's not successful, if it's a failure, if you're feeling X, Y, and Z, yeah. we are going to pick you up. I think you want to support them with the right, you know, you're going to a place that we think will be amazing for you. And you're, you know, if, if you're feeling homesick or it's not, this is who you're going to talk to. You need to create a game plan, but not a, I'm well, going to get you out of here. Yeah, if not, it's not like working. an out plan. Right. That's kind right. of, I think, coming it from like a yeah. negative yeah. sort of need viewpoint. Yeah, like a positive, like yeah. here are all the yeah. things that will be here to support you if you get homesick. I, I saw I some exactly. people who like, would, I think, they, I mean, they'd get homesick and then they would just cry and cry and cry as much as possible, as long as possible, because they're like, if I cry enough, I'll get I will get the phone call and then the van will be here and then in 24 hours I'll be right. home. Right. Yeah. And like a, a tool to get And out. I think like that kind of debilitating homesickness happens in the smallest percentage of kids. Most yeah. people power through it at some point. Yeah. It's After like the you, first few days. Yeah. You know? It's like you feel it. I, I remember always having like a lot of anxiety the like night or two before I went to camp. And just like, oh God, I'm gonna hate it. It's me, gonna be terrible. Too. I was Who's obsessed it? with camp every year. Every, I loved every it. And then year. the day before I'm supposed to go, I'm like, I can't. It's gonna be terrible. I don't want to go. Oh, it's gonna be the and worst. And some thing parents in the world. who don't get camp would 
give in to those feelings and think that their child is breaking that. down. Yeah. I, did, I did, and I was obsessed with him, too. So. Yeah, but like, even as obsessed, I would and always get that. I talk to people about this all the time, those people who didn't go to a camp or have an away experience before college. Their disaster is when they're 18 years old going to camp for the first time. It really gives you you know, a toolbox to be successful later, you know, we, yeah, we talked, talked about, about like freshman orientation yeah. was just like a breeze because I was like, oh, I've done this no before. Yeah. Right. So many people were just like, oh, it's just so crazy that I don't live. Like, there I'm not are with people my here right all the time. I, someone's sleeping across yeah. from yeah. me. Yeah. We're well-adjusted a, yeah. people. Yeah. We really are a well-adjusted <laughs> breed of people for yeah. sure. The camp, the camp kids. Yeah. Um, exactly. How involved, so once the, you, know, you work with the parents and then they send their kid off to camp and how much do they want to just like send you pictures being like, oh, look how much fun they're having, or um, little updates? So many parents do <laughs> keep in touch, and I absolutely love it. And I, when I visit camps during the summer, I've seen a bunch of kids I've placed. And they're like, that's my and, counselor. And, well, <laughs> sometimes they know me, and sometimes like, who's this creepy woman approaching me at camp? I don't know this stranger, and <laughs> like, she's so excited to hey, see me. Hey, Timmy, how's yeah, camp? Yeah, and they're like, like, you're, oh, here you're a stranger, <laughs> right? So, but I, I do get happy camper updates uh, throughout hey. the summer. Hey there. Yeah. Um, and nothing, truly nothing makes me happier. That is the purpose of my job. That is my passion is creating happy, ha- hashtag happy campers. <laughs> um, that's, that's what we're doing. And I truly, you know, our, our goal, our mission as a company, it's campus or an overnight experience is the greatest gift you can give a child. So when we find a camp or, or they have an experience that's magic for them and they find their people in their place, that's truly, that's, do you find that, the, job. <laughs> that if the kids are happy, the parents are super happy? Or is there ever a scenario where the kid is like, time of my life, and the parents are like, got to get them out of there? No, no, I would say usually, you know, I mean, I think when a child is, is, is doing well and is happy and successful, yes. But I think some parents who are especially attached, that first summer away continues to be a challenge that they yeah, just are like, like, my kid is counting, having fun without me. Yeah, counting down the days, stalking pictures. Yeah. As you know, camps post, a lot of camps post pictures every day. So parents are, you know, stalking down pictures and analyzing them. I thought that was sort of a myth about like analyzing <laughs> the pictures, but it's, it's true. I heard oh, things where it's when, like they see a group of people and they see their little kids sitting yeah, in the corner alone yeah. and then they're like, oh my God, they have no friends we yeah, need to investigate right. when I was a counselor the director used to hand me a camera and be like go find Hannah her parents have not stopped calling she's not on the website right. handed you a disposable camera yeah. and like, <laughs> they're like go take as many pictures of Hannah as possible in every activity and you're like okay yeah. <laughs> and Hannah doesn't care right. like Hannah's just Hannah's living having her life. You didn't yeah. see her in any pictures yeah. right because she's, she's having the best posing. time she's yeah. in the middle of the yeah. lake yeah. parents don't think through that that detail, that small detail. Yeah. I also heard that what Campminder is that the or no what bunk one dot com bunk one that, one. that yeah. started when I was there. Right. So now, so uh, Kathy, the director of Walden, told me that they're adding a facial recognition component yeah. to the oh, website. Technology so, meets camp. Yeah. Oh, yes. So that you can like just type in your kid's so name you don't and not have to through go through all, all the, the pictures. pictures of the other happy kids. You right. only want to see which really is very <laughs> triggering. For yeah. Parents. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So you can just find your child, your happy camper. Yeah. yeah that, right. that exists. It's crazy. Isn't that kind of cool? But crazy alone. Yeah. Um, would you share one or two of your favorite stories of, of maybe like a family that you worked with or something? It was yeah. like a long process. And oh, like I have tons of those. Any, <laughs> definitely you know, tons happy of memories. Those. Yeah. Um, I would say that um, one of my, I mean, my best, I think, experiences working with a family was this happened to be a family who was switching from one camp to another, did not have a great 
first experience at the camp, they went to some issues with kids in the bunk, some issues with directors, and there's always three sides to every story. So, you know, I take, you know, I want to understand what worked, what didn't work, and, and find your new place. Um, this is a girl who, because of what happened during the summer, she had to see a therapist during the year. She was just, she was working some stuff out. Found a new camp for her, really like a camp that was so leaps and bound different from the first camp she went to. She went to all girls, switched to a co-ed camp, uniform, no uniform, just everything about the camp was so different. And after going back to camp or switching camps, made had the best time, made the best friends, stopped going to therapy. So it was like, I just felt, I was like, okay, that is the transformative power of sleep boy camp. When you find that right people, you the find right your place people. and you, it can set you free. But anyway, that was like, truly, I... And I happened to see her when she was at camp one summer, just cried when I saw her. She's like, okay, you you don't know my life. Who is this um, crying lady? Right. And then there are just, you know, other just, I think getting notes from families d- during the summer, my child is having the best time. Um, there, there's, yeah, there's just nothing better. I'm going to see if I can think of any other particular stories. But, um, you know, I think it's just all, you know, when you get a family who's just found that that right camp for their family, and I think camp, you know, can can change it completely. Um, it's, you know, then that happens all the time. Luck, luckily, more more often than not, where it's successful experiences <laughs> all around. Every now and then, there are camps that you know aren't aren't the right ones. Um, so, there's this whole other aspect of finding a camp which is the camp fairs do you go to those oh, funny you should say that i don't go i don't i used to work for a lady who did them oh that's so fun. i actually Nancy was walking Sochins, i'm sure you know who she is yeah <laughs> she's not i don't think she's in the business anymore but i was walking home from a, a class with my daughter yesterday and i passed by a sign that said there was a camp fair two blocks from where i live and i popped into one yesterday the camp fairs you know i don't they're not, I think that they're not as powerful as they used to be. I think to nail down, for people to kind of commit to a time and a place, like parents don't have time to, to do that sometimes. And that's a challenge, I think, of getting the right families there to attend at camp fairs, I think, are not as successful as they once were, camp unfortunately. Fairs, yeah. it just like all of those fairs, and I remember college fairs, like they seem so overwhelming. Like if yeah, I, was I mean, walking, it's just like a ton of pamphlets. Yeah, if so I was like just like walking down aisles and all these camps were like, come here, come here, look at our waterfront, we have the blob. I would yeah, be like, oh my God. Kind of, exactly. Yeah. So I think, <laughs> it, I think it can be good to write to see what's out there and kind of get a feel, get some materials. But I think, you know, our whole theory is you have to talk to a family, really get to know them, what they're looking for. They need to figure out what's going to be the right camp for them. You know, I think it's about finding a camp who's, again, culture and philosophy is what you're looking for. You can watch videos. You can go on the website. It's hard to know what that, that's that's what we do. I think really trying to kind of figure out what that right match is going to be. I, mean, I think we have a, we all have a good idea of it, but for our listeners, like, yeah. Just, I mean, you could break things down as simple as like co-ed, like you have all these different things or you have like a camp that's, you know, the facilities are a bit better and one is like, oh, we focus more on the culture. We, you know, can you break down kind of like what... With the different criteria yeah, the different, are. Yeah, sure. or just like different styles of camps out there. Yeah. Do you um, also place kids at like specialty camps, like sports camps? Yeah, and absolutely. Lacrosse yeah, camp. Yeah, definitely. Sports camps, creative, camp. creative and performing arts camps, yeah. camps that right, specialize and have cooking and digital photography and all kinds of things. So we definitely cooking do... Cooking sp- camp. Cooking has become, yeah, at traditional camps, in general, just the hot... Because like of the, Chopped Junior, my favorite I show. Think it's de- <laughs> and some camps do Chopped at, when they're at camp. They, like, That's will cool. have... Yeah. yeah. So cooking's become huge for, for girls and boys, even more popular with boys at some camps. Um, 
But I would say the biggest thing, you know, just kind of like the basic criteria when, when people are thinking of camps are just kind of the different um, categories. Certainly co-ed versus single sex, you guys. And single sex, you could probably never have imagined having right. boys at camp. I went co-ed. I could never have imagined not having <laughs> a co-ed camp environment. But I think there, there's only pros to there's both. Values there's values in both. Yeah. 100% values in both. Um, camps that, you know, are full session only. Camps that offer half and full session. So I think session optionality is a huge thing with families because some people call and they only want two weeks. Some call and say, you know what, this summer I want three, three and a half, but in the future I want seven. There are camps that offer half and full sessions. There are some camps that offer two, four, six, or eight weeks and you have a lot of different options. Um, So session length, location. There are camps located all over the country. There are camps, a a huge concentration is certainly in the Northeast, but you have camps in the Midwest and the South, um, really all over. So location and you know, is it a short bus ride you're open to and or in close driving distance? Are you willing to hop on a plane? Like you guys went on a, to a plane. We camp. did. Oh, I a lot oh, of parents. You bust. Oh, you bust. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you bust. From, <laughs> from New York. Yeah. A lot of parents aren't comfortable, again, partly because they want them closer, partly because of the anxiety. They don't want them a plane just ride away. There, I just like the I'm first day is like you. the first time you're flying alone, even for some people. Yeah, I'm like listening to you talk about all these parents' anxieties, and I'm yeah. like, what was wrong with my parents? They were literally like, okay, bye bye like, And there are some ya. parents who like that, or parents who right, are former campers, and there's yeah. not as much. But I think just in life with, with parents and, and kids now, there's just a lot more mounting anxieties. We even talked to camps about that, and directors, and there's more anxiety than there there ever was, which mm-hmm. is why camp is needed more than ever. I think a place for kids to go and fully unplug and have no phones and learn what it means to sit at a table and make eye contact and you know have real human connections yeah. is a is a novel thing in some ways. Um, so we talked to a, a current camper going into her last summer at Walden, and we were like, "What's your favorite thing about camp?" And she was like, "No technology." That was the first thing she said, and we were shocked. And then we yeah. had follow up questions about like, "What do you do with your social media?" She's like, "I don't know. I don't care." And we were like, that's amazing. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and I think the, I think that is true. Kids love it. It's a detox for them. There's no yeah. pressure of scrolling through Instagram and snapping their friends and who's in this group text and who's not. I think it just yeah. completely removes all that social media anxiety that gets out. It's real. That, yeah, it's, it's real, totally that real. Anxiety. For sure. In um, terms of some of the, a little more in the qualifications, yeah. like, when you're getting into culture and, like, social vibes of camps, I feel like a couple can is a big thing at, at our camp, like, promoting kind of a philosophy of honor system and it's like this is you know the standard that we hold everyone to and we respect each other do you feel like each camp has their own brand of kind of like this is what we stand for these are our main ideals yes 100 percent. i think camps um truly all of them have their own you know philosophy and own value system or core values and how they express that to families and i think um right and walden for like it's such deep-seated with such history and tradition and i think What's amazing about Walden is that its core values have been the same since day one. And so campers who went there decades ago to campers who go there today, it's the same values. Um, So I think, um, and that's part of, this is like, you know, what we do, it's part art, part science. I think there you can say, okay, co-ed, this location and that location, but trying to figure out what sort of camp family is looking for. So people come to us and say, we want something super low key that, you know, the kids are really nice and warm and inclusive, or we want a camp that has a ton of bells and whistles and, you know, you know, has family, you know, or geographic diversity or religious diversity, et cetera, et cetera. Um, So I think, um, you know, we try and figure out, you know, part of when we go and visit these camps, we're really distilling like what the essence of this camp is, what kind of families go there who have what kind of values. Um, 
And so in talking to families and really trying to distill what they're looking for, we try and, you know, and that's something that like, right, Google can't do for no, you or you right. when you visit yeah. camp. So there are you some... look at language on websites and it's all the same. Exactly. Yeah. And that's... Like, Fun seven week residential yeah. camp Happy. program, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that's and parents will say that to us all the time because you know, we you know, we recommend certain camps, they'll get information um, from the camps and they'll say, Okay, it all looked great, and everything's starting to look and sound the same. Yeah. Um, I will all say the camps that start with W, like, <laughs> yeah. and so, and that's you know, I think the value where we try and partner with them to figure out what they're what they're really what, what, what are the best options for them? So yeah, every camp really, I think, you know, some camps they're turning boys into men. Some are, you know, just this warm, inclusive environment where we, uh, we, thr- you know, thrive with creative and performing arts. Everyone, every camp has their, their thing. Um, and some are more outdoorsy than others. And they're really like kids are going and climbing, um, and hiking and really very outdoorsy. Some other camps, you know, they're just climbing on their climbing wall. That's their outdoor program. So figuring out, you know, what parents are really looking for in their child's experience. A lot of parents now say we want something, we want a place where they, they're doing things during the summer that they can't do during the year. Yeah. Um, that's a huge one. There used to be computers at camp. Yeah. Like it was a whole class about computers, remember? Yeah. And like now it's gone because no I mean, one. We would just play we would life. Play life <laughs> on the computer. And print labels to like iron on our t shirts. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and labels to send home, like print yeah. and mailing labels. Mailing labels. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, Lauren, um, <laughs> when we talked on the phone initially and you were super pumped about coming on the podcast, you were telling me that you kind of developed this list of kind of like emotional tools and a packing a packing list of emotions for parents to like get their kids ready for camp tell us about that yeah absolutely so (laughs) I uh, along with a really good um friend of mine who's a camp director she's also a social worker Lori Rink um her and I have been talking a lot lately about kind of ready getting your child ready for camp um and that goes for the parent and for the child and I think like I was saying, you know, using these next couple of months to kind of get your child ready um, or whenever they're going to camp, I think there are a couple of things parents really need to keep in mind to create this really positive, safe place and, and really kind of get everyone ready. So I think, you know, first and foremost, it's definitely, it's, it's about perspective and a positive attitude. It's like, you know, if you're committing to the idea of sending your child to camp, you really need to, you know, show confidence in them. Like, so, there's going to be anxieties all around. And I feel like that, that, that keeps now being the theme. <laughs> but of course, you're sending your most prized possession, your child away to camp. Of course, there's going to be, um, you know, all kinds of uncertainty about it. But I think it's all about positive attitude and perspective. And also not, you know, for parents who've gone to camp, it's not projecting your experience, whether it's you absolutely loved it or hated it. This is your child's own experience for them to, <laughs> you know, to have on their own. And you just want to kind of instill with them again, you know, confidence in their abilities. Um, and, um, so it's managing, you know, I think everyone's anxiety in the process. Um, and, you know, I think there are certain things that parents can do in order to kind of get them ready. So it's, for example, even the little things like practice making your bed with your child before they go to camp. So, right. So there's all these amazing things that your kids are going to learn to do at camp. They're going to have to clean up after themselves. They make their bed. They're going to serve themselves food. So it's kind of like get, they're going to tie their shoes in the morning. So even for, you know, most eight and nine-year-olds can, but just making sure they can do these little things. Or the biggest thing, 
How about putting your hair up? Putting your hair no up? one taught me, and I had to go to my sister's uh, bunk crying every day, asking totally. if she would put it up, and she wouldn't. Yeah. So then her bunkmates did it for exactly. me. Exactly. Or addressing God, an envelope. Emily. Kids don't write snail mail anymore. They're like, some kids don't know right where you know the address oh, goes addressing. and the stamp. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Like really, you know, like <laughs> you put the stamp right in the middle. Right. right. Like maybe you know. Um, Pre-sending pre, you know, pre-written labels will be a good idea. But even you know, showing them how to do an envelope is a good idea. Um, how to write a check? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, I still have to like some, look back at the last right. check every time oh, I write a check. Of course. Who so. knows how to write a check? <laughs> yeah. <it's, it's, laughs> the lost art of check writing. Yeah. Except when you write your rent. Um, and you know, a, some parents, you know, their kids might still sleep in bed with them or come in bed every now and then and really weaning them off of that if that mm. is a thing um and also this is a great one we were talking i was talking about this with Lori. when do your clothes need to go in the laundry mm. so yeah when i, I really right. could have benefited so, from yeah, these things when one. i was nine um, right and like <laughs> how, how often to, you need to shower right exactly those things like that um and you know pick picking out your clothes in the morning. So just all these kind of little things just to kind of get them ready to, for independence and being at camp. And and I think one thing that parents think is a huge barometer of success at camp but is not is successfully having sleepovers, and it's not. So I'm actually... The, I'm the exception, one of the exceptions to the rule. I think, yes, if your child can go on sleepovers, great, that's wonderful. I came home from every single sleepover I ever <laughs> went on, and I went to camp for 12 years. So, you know, I always say, you know, the ability for your you know, seven, you know, your six, seven or eight year old to sleep at someone else's house. And it just, it, it doesn't translate to being successful at camp where you'll be sleeping yeah. in a bunk with eight to 12 other kids and counselors. It makes sense. You know, it to just, deal it with doesn't like people's weird parents. And like, yeah. I don't like this cat. Right. And, like, and I don't like the sounds yeah. That, yeah. and the smells and that's, it doesn't translate directly. So I think parents think, Oh, my child could never sleep out. They could never do camp. It's not, it's not one in the same. So I like that. Yeah. Those are all helpful. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, do you have any tips for campers? Like when you talk to them before they go to camp, what do you tell them? What do I tell them? Um, so you, I think that it's just really about being, I think, open to the experience and kind yeah. of going in. I mean, I'm not it's really, like really I'm not really telling eight year olds, like don't like, have preconceived yeah. notions, <laughs> yeah. be really open. Um, <laughs> Keep your mind and your heart open. Yeah, exactly. Stay I think true like, to your values. Exactly. Like once they've selected a camp, I think then the fun begins. It's yeah. like, we're going to go camp shopping and we're going to get our bedding for camp Aww. and our stationery and <laughs> all our camp clothes, whether it's uniform or not. Your mom's going to sew in all bed. these labels. So I think it's really kind of making this experience for them and getting them so excited about yeah. their yeah. own personal experience that they're going to have at camp away from home and more focusing on those sorts of things. Yeah. Uh, all right. I think we're going to wrap it up. Do you yeah. have any final thoughts, comments? Well, thank you so much for having me. I was so excited thank when you, you so reached much out. For I didn't on. knew that there was a podcast about camp. This um, is this is unbelievable. Uh, yeah, we are pretty excited about it. Thank you so much for coming. Yeah, I, thanks for sharing all this on this wonderful. rainy day in New York City. So I, I was going to say like at some point, what is rainy day? activity oh. schedule today what are we doing <laughs> well definitely grilled cheese and tomato soup absolutely yeah. um, maybe read a book no I liked when we did like drama or like Tybo yeah I might, <laughs> I might just play Tybo. jacks by myself yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm more of an jacks. inside jacks. kid yeah I want some jacks maybe make um, a s'more today yeah s'mores are my all-time favorite food yeah, yeah. fun fact um all right thanks for coming on 
And um, I guess my final and last plug is to learn more. <laughs> Go to oh, summer365.com. Summer365.com. Talk to anyone who's thinking about camp for their kids. Yeah. Um, I guess we'll be back with our next segment. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we are back with uh, our episode about how to, not how to, experiences in finding a camp for your kid, which yeah. is something we know nothing about. Because we ourselves are children and have yet to transition into being mothers and looking for camps for our kids. But also we, like your mom went to Walden, so you were automatically going to Walden. I went to Walden because my best friend's mom went to Walden. So like we just never had the experience of like shopping for camps. Yep. Yeah. So like, I, I mean, I remember I went to like a Walden gathering maybe when I was eight or nine and I, Wendy was there. Wendy was our director and we watched the video and then like I honestly I have very cloudy memories my parents were just like you're going to camp with Blair and I was like great and then that was it yeah I think for me it was just my mom had gone there and loved it and was still close with a lot of her friends from there and my sister went and she had a great time and then I just every year was like when can I go when can I go <laughs> and see I came from my dad went to camp he went to Kennebec okay and so certainly his kids were going to go to camp, but when he had girls, he didn't really know what to do with them. Okay. This is our guest, by the way. Hi. Julie Bindeman Belgard, right? Um, she is the mother of three children, two boys and a girl. So her daughter is going to go to Walden. I hear that yeah. you've been you've been grooming her. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but your oldest son, how old is he? He's now nine. He's nine. And did he just have his first summer at camp? He just had his first summer. And so you needed to shop around for boys camps. Yes. <laughs> How'd that go? Tell us about that experience. Absolutely. Okay. Um, so I was fortunate enough that Walden happened to have its 100th uh, reunion the summer before I needed a boys camp. So I started to do research first by, of course, putting out something on our Facebook page and asking other alumnas about where did they send their boys. So I got some ideas there and I knew I wanted a main camp because I had to coordinate visitors weekends. So going to a camp in New Hampshire or New York or the Poconos or anything like that was just not going to work. Um, and so I started doing some internet research and looked up some of the camps. I, there are some camps I knew. Now, had my dad's camp, Kennebec, continued to be in existence, Nate probably would have gone there. But Kennebec closed while I was still a camper. Really? Really. I've um, heard of that camp. I'm surprised yeah, that, it's, I thought it, was that still it closed. Around. Maybe I just know it because we rafted the Kennebec River. Right. Okay. Well, it closed in like 1991. Okay. Um, and I mean, that became, was far before I was a camper. <laughs> <laughs> and and it became a Jewish camp called Camp Moden, which is now co-ed. Oh, we know hey, lots about Camp Moden. We know Moden. Camp Moden because Ralph Lauren went there. Really? Yeah, okay. man. Fun <laughs> fact. Did not know that. Um, so they ended up, Moden bought Kennebec's campsite. And, okay. And um, that's where they're now located. And so... We had no idea in terms of a boys camp. So, um, and you wanted single sex camp. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, I, I, I'm sure co-ed camps are great, but I think there's a lot of value to boys being around boys and being socialized into good men. 
Um, and there's certainly something I feel very strongly about girls being socialized around other girls and being able to let loose and not having to conform for the boys that they're around. Okay. So there was a lot of value when I went to Walden and, um, I, in my one summer now as a parent of a, of a boy camper, I've seen a lot of value for him going to camp. So, um, he went, uh, uh, anyway, so getting back to how I figured out the camp, after doing some internet research, narrowed it down to three camps, contacted them, let them know when I was going to be in town because I wanted to come um, to the camp and just check it out. So narrowed it down to three, uh, Camp Cedar, which is located very close to Camp Walden. Yeah. Um, camp um, Winnebago, which is not located so close to <laughs> Walden. Um and um, Camp Wildwood, which is like very crazy cool. close really to close. Walden. Yeah. Um, so I went on camp. I started at Camp Cedar, and I did that like during a break we had for real for reunion weekend. So your son wasn't with you when you toured no. the camps. Okay. No, I did this. No, I was not bringing my kids to reunion. <laughs> that was my time. Um, so I went to Camp Cedar, and so um, pretty much determined this was not even making it to my short list. Yeah. Um, I really wanted something for my son that was going to be somewhat similar to the Walden experience. Right, okay. So th- that is very important to state, that that's what I was looking for. And so um, other camps that did not provide that were not going to be on my list. Okay. Um, so I looked at Winnebago, and, uh, no, I looked at Wildwood next and really liked the camp. Um, the only thing I didn't really like was they also had electricity, which again, Wildwood has a beautiful, it's campus. gorgeous. Yeah, it's they have really nice. amazing gorgeous. facilities. Yes. They have like a huge gym with like multiple tennis yep. courts and basketball courts. Yep. It's like real. I always liked going to socials there because it yep. was like, we used to go gorgeous. for play dates there. We play yeah, sports. Yeah, play dates. I meant as a counselor, club. I liked going like chaperoning socials right. there because and their waterfront is yeah, like insane. It's beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful camp. Um, so like I was, I was certainly impressed with the facility. It was gorgeous camp. And the owner, Mark was just the kindest guy. Um, really, really sweet. I met him and his wife, um, really lovely people, really down to earth people. And so, um, that was one that I kept on my short list. And then I made the trek to Winnebago. How far is that? Like two hours from Walden? Different Not quite. It's like an hour and a half. I mean, of course, in Maine, everything is like an hour away. Yeah. So yep. relatively speaking, <laughs> it's not that far. Um, it's it's like an hour north of Portland or like north. An hour of north Portland. of Portland and Walden is an hour west of, of Portland. Right. So, yeah, I, I think it was, my GPS said it was a little over an hour. It wasn't that bad. Um and so I went to Winnebago and just driving in, it's all wooded, which is great. I'm like, oh, it's like Walden. Um, and I met with the director. Uh, Apparently Andy. he's like the quintessential camp director. He's oh like famous in the camp director world. He's amazing. And and to be really fair, um, so Tracy Carlson, who was a former uh as uh, head counselor of Walden, was as his director, assistant director think, and too, director. Right. So she she was a contemporary of mine. So she was a camper while I was a camper. And so I had reached out to her to get a sense of, hey, you know, being in the camping world, what do you think about these different camps? And so she told me that um, after Wendy's very unexpected sudden death, um, Andy Lilienthal, who's the head of 
Winnebago was super fantastic to Tracy in terms of he reached out to her and how can we help you and what can we do and what do you need? Um, it was just amazing. And she said a lot of the other directors were just crickets. Like just, wow. she didn't hear anything. So just that was really stand up for yeah, me. And that's yeah. the kind of role model I want for my kids. So um, I went to Winnebago. I think I probably spent two hours there because it was just amazing. And I talked to the head counselor who, he was great. Uh, I talked to Andy for a while. He was incredible. Like I could have hung out there all day. And, all, and the only reason I left when I did was because I had to catch my plane going home. So <laughs> I had to allow for enough time for that. But um, I really felt at home and I knew that I wanted that to be one of Nate's choices too. So Narrowed it down to Wildwood and Winnebago. Of course, they also have the W's. I think that probably helped. Yeah. Um, and uh, both Mark and Andy came down to our house, did did their little gathering their kind of pitch. pitch, right? And then I left the decision up to Nate. So he basically chose. I narrowed it down for him, and he chose which camp he wanted to go to. And what did he choose? He chose Winnebago. Wow. Yeah. So <laughs> why that, did he choose Winnebago? Um, I asked him that, and even though I think Wildwood was really flashy, like it had some really cool facilities, um, I think he just, I, I, I don't really even know why he chose Winnebago, because I certainly was not trying to lead him. Honestly, if it had been my choice for him, I would have also chosen Winnebago. Uh-huh. So, and, and not that I think Wildwood was a bad choice. I think just Winnebago was really similar to Walden. And, okay, so he just had his first summer, and what's the verdict? Um, so the best part was visiting day. Okay. We went there. And the we're best like, part for you. For you. Well, no, no, no. Uh, hold on. My story will make, make okay. sense. <laughs> so I said to Nate, so do you want to come home with mommy and daddy? You know, like, are you done? And he looks at me and he goes, well, maybe like I could hang out with you guys for a day or two, but then I want to go back to camp. <laughs> oh, wow. So he's trying to figure out an answer to not hurt my feelings, yeah. but he loved it. He okay. was super sad to come home. Yeah. Um, he's fr- one of his best friends from camp happens to be Andy's younger son. Oh. So they're in the same bunk together. That's really cool. Really cool. And they come to DC for Thanksgiving. So Nate and his son had an overnight over Thanksgiving and literally from August until November every day. So is Rafe coming yet? <laughs> is Rafe coming yet? So which was just lovely. That's so cute. Yeah. Um, so, well, I, I completely lost my <laughs> Oh, I have a question. So, ask. your first year being a parent of a camper, we've heard stories of, I guess, where do you fall on the line of, like, nagging mother, yelling at the camp like director, or experiences of yeah, yeah, other yeah. people. <laughs> you know, do you find yourself like, oh, I could send an email about this, but let me hold back, and I'm sure it'll work itself out. There are out. no pictures of like, Nate on the yeah, website yeah. today. <laughs> so I'm that parent where I didn't even check out the website once this summer. Oh. Um, because I figured, look, he's having a great time. Did you get letters? I did. Um, so at Winnebago, they actually make kids write letters okay. every other day. Wow. Now, my letters were like two sentences, <laughs> but that's fine. We kept them all. Um, and I got I got a couple of calls from the camp. Okay. I never called them. Um, one call was at the beginning of camp because Nate got lice. Oh, so, no. Um, and he has really gorgeous, thick 
thick hair, which had to be shaved Aww. because the lice was pretty impenetrable. Uh. So, but he looked great. They gave him a great buzz cut. He looked great. Um, so there was that. Okay. And I got, <laughs> and an, you're like, okay, whatever. Like, sure. Okay. <laughs> and I got another call where they're like, yeah, so he threw up, but we think that was because he was a little anxious and then he tried whatever it was he was a little anxious about and it was fine. I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. <laughs> Thanks he, for the update. No problem. <laughs> um, and then after that, we just didn't hear anything and that was fine. No news is good news. Absolutely. So, so was he on an option to stay for just like the first month and then he chose to stay for the second half too? So we also gave him the choice at the beginning of he could stay for four weeks or seven weeks and left it up to him before we enrolled. What did he want? So he thought about it um, and he decided to stay for seven. Cool. So he and both my dad and I really supported that. We're like, that was a really good decision because all the fun things happen at the end. Of camp. That's, yeah. Yeah. I, when I was in bunk one um, or my, you know, I was nine, the littlest bunk. My parents came on visiting day and I was like really distraught when they were leaving. Sure. And they were they were like, well, you could come home, but I don't know what you're going to do. Like, <laughs> there's nothing to do at home. And my older camp sister was like, trust me, the best stuff happens at the end of camp. You just need to shine on. And I was like, oh, okay. And then like <laughs> literally as soon as my parents left, I forgot that they were ever there. Yep. Yeah. And then I never thought about it again. Yep. Yeah. Winnebago has parents bring candy for visiting weekend. Mm. And then for the two nights of visitors weekend, um, basically the kids just binge on all the candy that they have. Did you bring your two younger kids to visiting weekend? Nope. No, it was just, just Nate us. and mom and dad. Yep. That's great. Yeah. That was good. So I, I, not this summer, I think next summer I'll bring my daughter with me and Walden's just started a program around visiting weekend yeah. for uh, future campers. So I think next summer will be that summer where I really want to prime the pump and get her excited and I'll yeah. take her to that. How, she's five or so she's five she'll probably start when she's eight and she'll do bunk one twice okay wow oh. yes she just can't wait she she's can't chomping wait at the bit oh my <laughs> i mean basically she decided because i explained to her she you know she's five so her hygiene is like a five-year-old <laughs> and i explained to her like she's like why can't i go to walden i'm like well you have to know how to like Take you a know, shower. Take a shower by yourself, <laughs> brush your hair, brush your teeth by yourself. She's like, I'm on it. <laughs> Get dressed Goals. by yourself. Like, so she's like, okay, I'll do it all. Cause I'm like, hey, Walden, Waldenites have to do all that stuff. <laughs> but how camp. are you gonna break it to her once she like masters all these things that like she still has another two years? Well, to I've wait. also told her she has to be eight. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so I want to switch gears a little bit. You are a licensed therapist, right? I am a licensed psychologist. Psychologist. Okay. Sorry about that. It was just a lot of schooling, so. No, no, no. I, I, please correct me. I don't know anything. Um, so did, when you were shopping for camps, did you see any kind of like, I don't know how to explain this. Like, what was your approach as a psychologist? Like, did you, was there any consideration? Of mental health? Yes. Oh gosh, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Um, so I think one of the reasons I was sort of shying away from camps that have electricity is because that would mean kids can bring their iPads and they can bring all this stuff that keeps them connected. Mm -hmm. And the things that I think really impede on us having authentic connections with other people in terms of building relationships. So camp is a great time to practice the skills of building and maintaining relationships, right? which I kind of feel like we're sort of losing that art <laughs> as, as just with 
the advances of technology. So certainly that was something I was looking for. And, and boys are really different than girls. So for girls camps, if I was looking for a girls camp, I would want to be aware of what are the relational aggression kind of things that might happen at camp. How do they address it? It was a question I did ask for the boys camp about bullying. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things, too, that I really liked about Winnebago was their head counselor is also a marriage and family therapist. That's oh. what he he works at a school during the year. So I was like, oh, <laughs> got it. <laughs> awesome. Um, so when I was talking to him, I was asking him more about mental health. And, and I, th- I think the way the boys camps kind of look at mental health is it's more about homesickness. How do they manage and rebound from homesickness? Um, and a little bit anxiety, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I didn't hear a whole lot, at least from the camps I looked at. Um, Again, I think Winnebago, being that they had a head counselor who was a mental health professional, might look at it a little bit differently than other camps. Um, But it was, it was, I just didn't feel like the directors or the counselors could get to know 350 boys well in a summer. Right. Whereas I have a really good sense that Andy and the counselors, they know my kid. And in fact, when we were there, I had counselors come up to me, ones that weren't even like Nate's bunk counselor. And they're like, you're Nate's parents? He's such a great kid. And (laughs) and that feels really good. It's like, yay. Um, But I think with boys especially, it's wanting to send them to a place where they're not going to be learning the overt sexism. They're not going to be learning some of the things that I think in an all-boys situation, boys can pick up. Um, talking about, you know, how, how do they treat people with respect, both men and women, girls and boys? How do they treat everybody with respect? So that was something, I, I mean, it was important to me that wherever I sent Nate, he, they were going to build on the fact that he's a really good human being and they were just going to make him a better human being. Yeah, I like that. I love that. I think Thanks. that's so important. How, with him being back for the past couple months since going to camp, uh, how do you feel like he's changed or gotten better? Yeah, he's already a pretty great yeah, yeah. kid. <laughs> so he had some good raw materials there. Um, well, for a little while when he came home, he was like all about making his bed with hospital corners. Oh, that's great. Oh. That's, has that, that fallen by the wayside That has totally fallen <laughs> by the wayside, um, which is fine. Um, but, you know, when we talk about respect or when we talk about, you know, hey – at camp, this is what you do. Like camp becomes a really good reminder for him if if on those rare occasions his behavior should should lapse a little bit. We're like, you know, what would you do at camp? Or at camp you had to try things. Yeah. Um, so it's just it's it's a good kind of reminder for him. Um, do a lot of kids at his school go to camp or is it no. So okay. not a whole lot of kids anymore from the DC area tend to go to camp. Um, go away to camp. Yeah, go right. Go to a sleepaway camp. Um, a lot of kids from this area will go to either day camps or they'll go to uh, shorter sleepaway camps, like for two weeks or four weeks, like specialty camps. I feel like like tennis Sometimes, camp or whatever. As they get older, absolutely, they'll yeah. go to like soccer camp or tennis camp. My husband was not a go away for the summer camper. So I had to kind of get him on board because yeah. I 
you know, when we started dating, I'm like, so my, our kids, whatever kids we have, they will be going to summer camp and it will be in Maine. And he's like, ah, or we can wait till, you know, we have those kids. You're like, no, you need to commit to this now. It's a deal breaker. Basically. He's like, ah. Great. Is there anything else that you want to add or feel like you've talked, do you have any other questions? I think. With your daughter, who's like you're teaching her all this in terms of getting excited for we Walden. We were Facebook messaging, and she was like, "Jordan knows all the songs," and I was like, That's "How old is she?" <laughs> yeah. So, like, how does that make you feel when she, uh, you know, starts singing the songs or uh, kind of imagining five years from now when she's a camper? And... Only three years from now. No, I know, we're, but we're, like we're in the countdown. No, I know, <laughs> but when she's like really in it, and it's not and it's not new, and she and she's going there, and then all of a sudden she's talking about Walden like it's her place, and and you being like, "Well, I was I was also you're there because of me." <laughs> I'm so excited to be able to go and visit her. So when we went for visiting weekend to visit Nate, I had to stop by Walden. Yeah. Um, I sort of feel like I am not allowed to be in Maine without going to Walden. Yeah, I feel that too. Um, so it was cool because I got to show my husband. I was like, here's this where I've it. been talking about. Like, yeah. Here's where this was six years of my life that was just incredible and amazing. So... um. You know, he kind of got it. And then when we went to Winnebago, he's like, oh, I see why you liked it here. I'm like, yeah. I feel like that's kind of a thing. Like once you bring your significant other to camp, it's like it means something. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Oh, it's yeah. like for real yeah. when you bring them to camp. Yeah. Like, we may be married, but we are now in a committed <laughs> lifetime <Yeah>. relationship. <laughs> now you understand why I've shown you Walden. Yeah. Um, I was going to. Oh, so. It sounds to me like Jordan is like a little camper already. But already. like, do you like have any fears that she's going to go and like hate it? That's like my deepest fear is I'm going to have a daughter and send her to camp and she's going to hate it. Um, I don't, I don't think so. Okay. I mean, I think again, she, she sees her big brother and he loves camp uh-huh. and she's really, she likes to be like her big brother. So, and she's heard about camp from me. And then I think when I take her to camp, that's going to get her more excited about right. it. So, I, I mean, I think the only thing that she might not like about camp, and it's the variable that I can't control, is who else is in her bunk? Right. You know, how? what are those girls like? But um, my sense of Walden is that, you know, the girls that don't really fit in tend not to come back summer that's, after summer. That's, so I think that's correct. That true. And if she repeats bunk one <laughs> right. and loves she'll the first group, maybe she'll just hop on with them. <laughs> yeah, I was sort of sitting there being like, oh God, what do we do then? That's great. Well, thank you so much for talking to us. And Absolutely. It's the story this of finding these camps. Fun. Yeah, yeah, like I I have no concept of that whole experience. So. so so I had a lot of pressure too. One thing I think is important to say is I had a lot of pressure because I have the oldest boy in my age. So of the women in my age group oh, okay. that have all grown up and we've had kids, mine is the oldest. Okay. So I was You're like, like the, the guinea trend. pig. It's kind of like, where are we sending the boys? Where are we go? Yeah, where are our boys going? <laughs> yeah, so they yeah. can have a chance of being together. Yeah. To, yes, basically. There's actually a contingent of um, girls at Walden who all of their dads went to Winnebago together uh-huh. and they did the same. Like oh, their dads so cool. were like, we want to send our girls to a camp that's like Winnebago and yep. they all ended up at Walden. Yep. That's great. So that I feel like that's a lot of Walden siblings go yep. Walden Winnebago they're like brother sister camps that's what uh Andy was saying yeah and and what's also kind of cool is um so some of the other women I've gone to camp with who have older boys they go to Winnebago but yeah. we missed each other on visiting weekend this Ugh. year it was a bummer yeah all right 
So thank you guys for having me. Thank you so much for coming coming on. on. Absolutely. All right. So we're going to plug our social media. Hell yeah. You can uh, find us on iTunes and listen to us and rate, review, subscribe. Please. Um, website happycamperspodcast.com Instagram at happycamperspodcast Twitter at happycamperspod or email us on gmail at happycamperspodcast at gmail.com alright thanks to Allison Caden our amazing producer thank you Caden <laughs> day is done gone the sun we out quick housekeeping announcement happy campers is going on a little spring break So we're taking two weeks off to, you know, rest, relax, get a little sun, say goodbye to winter. And then we're back on April 9th with back-to-back-to-back-to-back awesome episodes. And we're looking forward to hanging out with you then. In the meantime, take some time to catch up on all the good stuff we've put out recently. And uh, treat yourself to a little vacation as well on us. Bye, campers. Our theme song was written, recorded, and sung by the very talented Steffi Copeland.